Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Miller and welcome to The Ziggler Show. In this episode, sales mindset and habits. That's our focus. What are the habits of a professional salesperson? And remember, sales is influence and that means all of us. But I took the opportunity to ask Pierce Mars. He was my guest in episode 793 where we talked about sales and also his book, Could You Survive Shark Tank? But this is our habits show, and while I do cover some of the personal habits that I normally get into, we spend a lot of time talking about successful and healthy habits of sales, of a salesperson. You'll hear Pierce talk about how he focuses on being so respectful of the person's time, the customer's time, cluing in to the person's interests. Are they all business or they want to get personal? A big key is simply awareness and listening, being aware and a student of the other person instead of being focused on your agenda and your task. He also talks in depth about becoming an expert communicator in sales, though also he talks about it in regards to the marriage relationship as Pierce and his wife are marriage mentors. Uh, you can find Pierce's book, Could You Survive Shark Tank and the Surviving Shark Tank Assessment at Shark Tank book.com. So I'm going to bring Pierce to you right after I share some great products and services. Well, Pierce, you know, this being our habits show, and I've, I've started doing this recently and starting off just asking about some of the key, you know, habits and routines that you most value though as we talked about in show 793 where we talked about your book uh, could you survive shark tank and just your career on sales i thought also asked that just in regards to you as a sales professional some of the habits and routines there so let me start off first on you know just the personal side when you look at you know the ziggler wheel of life and some of those uh healthy habits what are i mean what are some of the key you know don't miss them habits and routines that you value most Okay. Well, again, thank you for having me, Kevin. Yeah, I'm honored to be here. It's a uh, this is this is what I love to talk about, and um, and so one of the things that's interesting about sales and um, and and after doing it for 35 years, you you find out early what you're good at and what you're not, yeah. right? And I'm really good at the people part. I love meeting people and getting to know them, and I've gotten better at asking questions and being a better listener and all that sort of thing. But I've always been um, uh, you know, or especially in the early days, I struggled with the details. You know, mm -hmm. I just, I just didn't want to fool with it. You know, cause uh, it just drained me the, you know, yeah. the fact that I had to sit down and go through those contracts and those proposals or process and everything. But then, um, I, fi I figured out real quickly that if I was ever going to be a well-rounded successful salesperson, I had to figure out how to get the details right. And you just, it's, it's like a salesperson has to have all the personalities, Kevin, you can't be slack, lack, slacking in any of them as a, as a D you have to know how to ask for the business and be strong as an I, you have to be outgoing and influencing as an S you have to be a good listener. And then as a C you have to take care of the details because here's what's happens. Um, if you don't take care of the details, then the customer is not going to have the experience they want to have. They're going to get. They're not going to get what they expected, um, and and then that's going to look bad on you, and it's going to ruin the relationship. And so, for me, I said, if I'm going to if I'm going to build relationships and have a long term career in selling, I got to I got to make sure and take care of those things so that 
uh, the people uh, get what they're supposed to get. And they have a good experience all the way from start to finish. So uh, for me, I had to get into habits about blocking off time to take care of the details. I, I just couldn't go out and sell all the time and then and hope it all worked out. I had to take take time and block it off to do that. Um, again, the listening part was something that I had to practice. I almost felt like I was turning on a switch um, because, you know, my personality is not there. We're not, I'm not a naturally good listener. I think a lot of people are not good listeners, Yeah, but, 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 uh, but especially me, I was wanted to, I tend to talk too much. And, and so, so I would turn the switch on when I'd get out of my car or get ready to make a, a sales call. And I would say, okay, it's about them and not me. Yeah. I got to go in there and I got to learn everything I can about them and what they need. And so I would do that. Uh, and again, these are some general habits. Um, I want to get into a couple of things that have helped me, um, from the standpoint of personally and professionally being more focused. Is, is that okay? Absolutely. Uh, have you ever heard of this book here? We'll hold it up here. Free I have. Focus. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, I had Michael on the show uh, to go over that book when he published, uh, is that a year or so ago maybe? Yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of books talking about how to be organized and stay focused and all that sort of thing. For whatever reason, this book really hit home with me. Hmm. And, um, and, and he, one of the things he said in there was, don't try to do everything because I can do a to-do list that'll just choke you, man. I, I can do 20, 30 things that I got that needs to be done. He said, what are the top three things? What are the top three things that has to be done to make this a success today? I know that sounds simple, but for me, somebody that gets distracted so easily, having a, having a thing where I said, okay, if, if nothing else happens today, I got to have these three things done so fulfilling, so satisfying. And you find out that you, when you get focused on those three things, you, you free up time for other things. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Or am I giving you, is this kind of, yeah, yeah. It didn't know that was a great, I mean, yeah, as far as a habit, I have, I have the uh, negative habit of not of trying to do too many things, not delegating. I have a hard time, you know, trusting that somebody else can do it as well as I can. And therefore you end delegating. up, yeah, delegate. And so you, you end up with too much and then I don't have enough time to do what I do well, uh, and, and really go deep in that. So no, it's, I'm, we're tracking. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, uh, you know, to, uh, talk about something I started doing a couple of years ago, um, I, I was really you know, you know how it is when you're busy. You let things fall through the cracks. Yeah. You, there's, uh, I started making a list of things that I wanted that was really important to me. Pull out one. There was there were some things that you know that don't matter, but there's other things that are deal breakers when it comes to um, you know the things that, that that you want to keep at the top of mind. Okay, so when I would get real stressed out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be very vulnerable with you, Kevin. I, I'm not going to cry, but I'm going to get real vulnerable for a moment. Um, one of the things that was happening is that I was getting stressed out because I had a lot to do. And one of the things that was the result of that was that I would get a little bit short with my wife. Hmm. And, and I would not talk in a tone of voice that was respectful, Okay. And I realized what I was doing and how bad I felt about it and how bad I was making her feel. And so one of the things that I would do when I would write in my, in my book 
is um, is I would say I would make a note in this journal that speak kindly to Lisa. Hmm. Now, you write that down, write it out with a pen every day for 365 days. All of a sudden, it becomes something in your mind that that it brings it to the surface. You know, um, she needed to be heard. She needed to be loved. So I would write down those things. And I, and I'm, I'm, I feel embarrassed that I have to say that I have to be reminding myself to be kind, but I would let things get in my way. And, yeah. I, and it was so important. I would write to love and hear and speak kindly to Lisa. And I would remind myself and I would pray about that. I said, God help me be that kind of, that kind of guy. Um, the another thing that I would write down is I, w- I was I was spreading myself too far out, wanting to do too many things, and uh, I wrote it on my chalk wall a couple years ago. But I I, I started writing down inch wide, mile deep. Hmm. I didn't want to be just everything to everybody. I wanted to be specific in how. Uh, in, in every area of my life. So I started writing that down. But, but the whole process came from me writing some things down every morning to, uh, to, be, to be a reminder for what I need to do. So. The, 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 no, I love the intentionality. And no, that habit right there of honoring your wife, I'll put it in there. I mean, what could be a more important Habit. I talked with somebody. Who was it? It was my dad. And I, I wasn't thinking <laughs> who he recently did, or maybe it was last year. You probably heard the story too. And it was a, a kind of a gratitude journal for his wife, my mom, and just the things that he loved about her. And he put it into a, a book. I can't remember the format and gave it to her as a gift after, I don't know if it was a year or whatever timeline. It was actually convicting for me uh, to want to do. And I have not started that admittedly yet. I think the guy that used to be the, um, who's the guy that used to handle Success Magazine? I can't think of his uh, name. Was it Hardy or? A- yeah, yeah, Hardy. He, he uh, I, I heard him talk about that he did this for his wife. Yeah. And so I did the same thing about, I don't know, four years ago. I took, a, I, got a, I got a journal and every day for a year, I wrote something that I saw that was good in her. Yeah. Something that I saw that I that I thought was unique, that I thought was special, and I wrote it down for a year. And we were getting ready to go into the restaurant on our anniversary night, and I said, "I got a gift for you." And we could not go in to eat for a, for thirty minutes because she told me this is the this is the most precious gift I've ever received, and the wow. time and took it, it it meant the world to her and and. You know, it's not about the money. It's a, it's a, it's not about the other things. It's about the intentionality of saying, I'm looking at you every day and I'm looking for the good. Yeah. And, uh, it was great. Did you do it? No, I, as I said, I have not done it yet. I heard about it a couple of times recently and I thought I need to do that and I haven't done it admittedly. So yeah, here's my secret. Here's the secret, man. And surprise her. Uh, you, she's going to love it. She, she, I, I, and I know I've heard the testimony of just what it does to our own hearts. It goes into the, I just recently did a show with, uh, Adrian Bankert on kindness. Uh, I've done one with Shanti Feldhahn on kindness and what it does to ourselves to speak those positive words about something else. You know, I, I do want to take the opportunity with you with sales to look at, I'm going to put it in the aspect of habits or routines. Cause you just mentioned one that before you go in, so here, let's, let's imagine you will make up the scene that you're pulling up to the you know, parking lot with 
prospect or, or, or client, whoever, and you just said that you kind of put on that hat or pull or, or flip that switch of I'm going in to listen. I'm going, what are some of the other, um, I haven't done that kind of sales in a long time, but back when I did, it was kind of the, the feeling of awareness. I am now here to be aware and I'm going to walk in and I'm going to look at everything and I'm looking for connection points. I'm going to sit down in their room and you're looking for, I, f- I feel like I remember you talking about that. I don't know if that was the terms you put, but you're looking around to see what their interests are that you can relate to. Uh, exactly. Go, go kind of in that, like, like uh, for some top sales, whoever, you know, somebody in sales, what are some of those top routines? You said that one, flip the trigger. I'm going to, I'm going to make that one up, flip the trigger to listen. You are now a listener. Oh yeah. Hit a, hit a couple other top-level ones for us. Okay, it's a big deal to, um, to, to get in the right mindset because, mm-hmm. um, you know, since we're being transparent, the biggest mistakes I've ever made has been saying the wrong thing, talking too much, mm-hmm. or, you know, not being completely in the moment. And so that's why the listening is so important. That it's, the, it's the number one thing that I need to do when I walk in there because – I need to be sensitive to what the environment says. Um, here, here's here's a lot of things that I'm considering when I go in there. And this is the same if I'm talking to somebody on the phone or it's a conference call or if it's a face-to-face meeting or whatever I'm doing. There's, there's several things that I've got to consider. And it's all, believe it or not, to make sure that I'm being respectful of them hmm. and their time. Okay. Um, so when I, when, I, when I show up, I want to be there on time. It's just if if I'm running late, if I'm running on time, it bothers me. You know, I mean, it's just I, I just need to be there five or ten minutes early. I need to be there, be able to walk in, and them not be ready for me. That's what I want. I want them to not be ready for me, and uh, because I want them to understand how important their time is. And I always talk about that, especially with somebody that I don't know real well. I'm just in the early days of building a relationship. Maybe it's the first meeting. I always ask them, I said, I said, well, you know, we, what we're going to do is going to take about a half hour. Are we still good on that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're great. And I can tell you this, that if I'm, if, if it's, if they say I've no, I've only got 15 minutes at 14 minutes, I'm standing up hmm. and they're making me sit back down. I've got to given them enough reason to keep me around. Yeah. That I that I but I'm but I'm but I'm I'm gonna be looking at my watch and I'm gonna say okay it's about 14 minutes I'd better let you get on to your next meeting, oh, hang on a minute they'll get on their phone and say listen I, I bought us another 15 yeah minutes. and it's because you've created enough interest and you've earned the right to have some more time you know because you've respected their time to go in there and talk on and on and on and be totally totally over what you were promised that you know you would give them and to do that that's going that's that's just going to undermine your ability to be successful with that person so yeah i am going to be uh, i'm going to be all about them i'm going to be looking around the room at what books they're reading what awards they have maybe what college they went to you know you can see where where are they vacation with their kids are they going to the mountains are they going to the beach I mean, it's just little things, and I may not bring it up, Kevin. I think this is the, this is the thing that's been a little bit of a, um, it's been misinterpreted over the years. Yes, I'm going to be aware of everything that's happening, but I may or may not bring it up 
because they may not want to talk about it. They may be the kind of person that's very private. Yeah. They don't want to talk about their family, their kids or whatever their hobbies are. They're there for you to do, to do business with you. And that's all they want to talk about. And so uh, I've got a great example of this guy who um, he was so proud of his twin girls. He had two little toddler twin girls. He was so excited about it. He walks into the guy's office and sees on the desk that that guy has two twin girls, has a set of twin girls. Oh my gosh. He starts talking to this guy about his twins and, and his twins and asking questions about his girls. And the guy had no idea who he was. He had no desire to talk to him about personal things. He wanted to get to the business at hand. If that guy had started out with business and earned the right yeah. to ha- have another conversation, it would have worked. But he was just making assumptions about things and trying to make a connection. You can't force that. Yeah. You gotta, I, I've got to assume that this guy wants to talk about business. And if he takes it to something personal, then I'll go there with him. Yeah. And it usually comes after everybody's warmed up and the ice is broke a little bit. So I don't go in and start asking a bunch of questions about somebody's, you know, personal life or whatever they're doing. I usually talk about, I stick to business until they, they, they're, they're, you know, gotten used to me, gotten to know me a little better. And then we transition in there. I think that's, that's a key. Yeah. You, a young salesperson or a brand new salesperson can make a big mistake by walking in and talking about the wrong thing. They need to be listening and asking questions. Man, I, I, I got tutored in that waiting tables at high end restaurants as a kid. Oh my, yes. And going in there and present the bottle of wine, you find out real quick, the person who wants you to act like a top notch maitre d' and just serve them. And the one who wants to talk about themselves and impress who they're with. And the one who's just personable and just to talk about anything. And you had to figure that out. And, uh, it was, it, I remember it was a little bit of a hard transition for me to figure out how to, who are, I wish they would just post it on there. Hey, this is the type of person I but you got to go in there and as you said be aware yeah it's a great example now how, what did you what did you do to help determine which was which i think it was just in the initial you know how they would respond i i even just the personal the physical nuances and did they look at me did they make eye contact or did they stick at their menu were they were they really intent on the person that they were with or were they apt to sit back and look at me and say ah, you know tell me about this or whatever and i'd kind of get that feel and i got really good at it and i started having fun with it and of course it paid off in tips you know you sure. you take care of that but i learned yeah talk about being aware and that's why I like this, even this question that I haven't gone down. Most of the habit shows, Pierce, I've really focused on the personal, but and what are our work routines? And I, you know, it's really been as I have been writing a book that I'm working on now, where I've found that if I do it amongst my other work without being intentional and just kind of plow into it. Okay, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to plow into it. My perspective is not what I want it to be. And, and, I'll, and I'm, I'm getting in the habit of sitting back and going, and, and honestly, uh, of, of kind of a prayerful time and saying, okay, God, how, how do you want me to speak through this? And it, I write different. You know, I can come at it so many different ways. Not that they're all wrong or bad, but what is the spirit that I want to do? And you're just in an acute place. And that's why I appreciate you answering the question of sales, because you are there to earn someone's trust. And as you said, to start or continue a relationship, that's paramount, not just sell a product which we just, we just go awry with. 
uh, as you know. Well, I mean, if you can, I can picture that if you walked up to the table and you've seen a waiter do this, you you just walk up to the table, you put your head down, say hi, I'm I'm Kevin Miller, I'm going to be your waiter, and I'm ba 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 ba. Let me, t- I mean, just and just talk on and on and on, and and you didn't and you didn't even realize that those two people were in a very heated conversation because they're having a little yes. bit of a trouble, and you and you you completely ignore that because you got your job to do and you got this spiel you've got to tell. It's the same thing with a salesperson. He goes in there and starts telling, reading the script he's got memorized, and he's completely aloof to the person's urgency, the person's body language, the, the whether the person wants to hear any of that or not. Yeah. And uh, and it's just a, it it's not something that you can do. You know, uh, it's something that has to be learned. It's like what Zig Ziglar talked about. You can you've got to learn these things, but. And I'm going to tell you what, you make a lot less mistakes if you listen and watch than you do by talking, trying to talk your way out of it. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and another classic sales class with sales pro Pierce Mars. Next, we discuss the lack of people skills in our culture today, especially in the younger demographic and the great opportunity if they will learn them. So we'll jump right back in after I share some great products and services with you. Well, and you started off, uh, I think, right at the top of our initial show together, uh, episode 793, about early on uh, reading How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, Absolutely. That book right there, it's a classic, and there's a reason it's a classic. I've, got my, I've had my kids reading it uh, over the past couple of years, and it is, yeah, personal relationship skills. And we're back to, and I've talked about it so many times, where we've got the culture right now, I'll say corporations, who are... Uh, frustrated with the kids coming out who know a skill. They know how to be, do accounting. They know how to do X, Y, Z, but they don't have what they're calling, you know, soft skills. And I had somebody recently say, no, they should be called necessary skills. They don't have the people skills and, and you know it. I mean, when's the last time that you were impressed by somebody in a sales or customer service position? Cause I can't remember the last time I was. If I see somebody, especially if it's a young person mm-hmm. and I, I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm just being honest. If I see somebody that's working at a Papa John's or a Jets pizza or any restaurant or, and they are showing those skills that you and I were raised on. Okay. I see them doing that. They're, they're looking you in the eye They're you know, they're, you can tell they're connected to you. They're not just there collecting a paycheck. I look at them and I say, in my mind, I say, you won't be here very long. Yeah. They're going to do something big. Yeah. They're going to move on. And if I had a company, I'd hi- you know, I, that needed, that's, needed you, that's, I'd hire you right now. That's me. Yeah. I think, man, I wish I could hire this kid. This is gold. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and, when, when, and it, But it's not every day. <laughs> and uh, when you see them, you know them, and you're yeah. impressed. And that's why I don't believe – that's why when I talk about communication, I don't believe it's going to go out of style because um, what, what – you know, Lisa and I – let me – if you don't mind, Kevin, I'll tell you this. Please. Lisa and I um, were marriage mentors at our church. And uh, DARE Marriage Mentoring, I don't know if you've ever heard of it or not, but it's a I really so. great program right. where, you know, they take an ins- assessment separately and then they, they give you this really cool report that talks about how much they agree with each other on their thinking on money and friends and communication and sex and uh, family and hobbies and all that. And then they say, how many of your answers agree with the, the, the actual desired response? And they give you this really cool report. And we, 
would do 10 weeks of across a table, Lisa's across from the lady, I'm across from the man, and we would communicate 10 weeks of sessions with these couples. And some of them were in crisis. Some of them were just wanted to have a better marriage. Some of them were brand new. They were just getting ready to get married. But it was these really cool things. And the people that were having the most trouble were the ones that were scored the lowest in communication. Huh. Here's the other thing. If we would spend the first three or four sessions working on communication, guess what happened on the other five or six sessions? Hmm. A lot more effective. They'd roll right through all the other answers because if we solve the communication, everything else got better. It's a relevant thing if you're going to be in a marriage, if you're going to have children, if you're going to work, if you're going to deal with people. Man, knowing how to do it right and do it effectively is not going to go away. I don't care how technological this whole world gets. It's not going to change. Well, and we see that in the workplace. What are the number one reasons for somebody leaving a job or dissatisfaction? And it's so often interpersonal relationships. We just have no place that we're getting taught those you know, these days. So, man, it's, this, is, yeah, this is interesting. Our, I'm going to have to put in the intro. That this is kind of like 793 that we did together. This is another sales class, which is just, it's so needed. We can't get enough of it. You know, I, I do want to jump just into your, you know, when you look at your personal life, you're, is your, you sitting in a home office right now? Is that where you're I mean, at your home base? My home, yeah. Okay. So you wake up, you're at home, you don't have to run off. What are your, what are your top, most valued, most consistent, healthy habits that you, you know, like the things that you're not going to miss doing just from a personal standpoint? Okay. Um, I know you've probably heard this a bunch of times, but to me, how you start your day is going to change the whole concept of, of how you're doing. If I get out of the bed and, and I don't go through a certain routine, and for me, I, I've got two large dogs. I've got two English Mastiffs that between the two of them are 400 pounds. They're, Jeez. They're, yeah, they're big dogs. And, and they usually wake me up. You know, they're, they're awake before I am, and we get up in the morning, and I take them outside. And, uh, you know, I take care of them and I, I spend that time just, I don't, I don't do anything as far as social media or technological. I just kind of spend time with them, talk to them and, and wake up. And then, and then the journal that I was talking about before and the things that I want to do to get my mind right, I, I spend some time doing that before I start work. And, uh, I, um, uh, that that to me is is it's not so regimented that I've got everything down to, to do this for 15 minutes or that, but it's a certain state of mind that I want to be in. And if I don't do those things, I guarantee you that my day is going to be more frustrating, more stressful, and uh, I'm going to be off center and not just right if I don't do those things. Yeah. So it's important to, to get up early and read the right things, start the right things and get the right mental attitude going. Big deal to me. When you look at the Ziegler wheel of life, I'll, and I'll just state them real quick here. You know, one, just the physical aspect, uh, physical health, uh, two, relationships, three, mental, four, financial, five, spiritual, six, career, uh, and then the seven is personal kind of uh, uh, self-care. Where would you say, this is always an interest to me, where, where, where's the most challenging one? there for you to maintain, you know, the habits and routines, healthy habits and routines that you want? Well, for me, it's probably going to be in the physical. I, I struggle with that the most and, uh, have to force, really force myself to be, um, uh, 
again, it's a, you know, this is a, this is one of those things you hate to admit, but, you know, in order to do the physical, you're, you're really good at it. I know that's not a weakness for you. I know you take care of yourself physically and you, you, you take time to do that. Um, But for me, um, I I get so wrapped up in the work and the stuff that's going on in the to-do list that I have a hard time pulling away. Yeah. And I have to, and and I got to tell you, it, it's even though I know that it's the right thing in my mind, you know, I, I, I'll mess up and not do it. But then soon as I get in the flow of doing that, even walking the dogs or taking a nice long two mile walk in my neighborhood or whatever, I come back thinking, my gosh, this is the best thing I've done all day. You know, it's a, it's so renewing. But it, for me, that's probably one of my greatest weaknesses is the, is the physical part. And on there now i know you talked about your morning you know your morning routine but if you look at yeah that you know health relationships mental uh how you position yourself financial spiritual career personal which are the ones that are the easiest for you i mean they because you you just talked about the physical nutrition i have no idea why i mean that's as soon as we finish this thing i'm going mountain biking i just i enjoy that 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 one's easy for me now i've got my areas of you know finances the most difficult one for me to mess with right there and to some degree even spiritual is one that's not the most urgent go-to now i do it i don't miss it because i count on it but it's i don't know why it's 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 the one that's easiest to for for me to you know let it let it slide which are the ones that are the easiest what's with the areas of healthy habits that's easiest for you to to well i I don't struggle with the financial part I, i used to and uh, I've really, because I've worked on the, uh, I've, I've been aware and set goals around this wheel of life. I've, uh, I've done a lot better in the last 15 years of dealing with the financial. Um, the spiritual, uh, yes, I have to, um, unfortunately, I have to, I have to regiment my time for that. I have to set that side of time. Yeah. And a lot of times when I'm writing in that journal, that's given me, uh, I'm talking to God about that list, yeah. about those things that I want to do, you know, and I believe that counts. And, and, uh, and, and I try to have that conversation ongoing through the day. I don't just say, okay, I'm gonna give you 15 minutes. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to him about everything, including that sales call that I'm getting ready to go into. I'm going to say a prayer and say, you know, God, make me, you know, say the right things, do the right things, help these, find, find a way to help these people. And if I can't help them, let me find a way that they can get help. You know, sometimes the greatest things about being a salesperson is, is being able to say, you know what, I'm not the right guy, yeah. um, but, I, but I know somebody that probably can help you and that kind of thing. So that, that, that's one part. Um, uh, personal development, that is a thing that I started when that, at 19 when that guy gave me that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I've been an avid reader and study. I listen to podcasts. I, I really spend a lot of time. As a matter of fact, I've probably spent more some time to my detriment. There's kind of a little bit of a conversation going on about doing so much reading and studying it and not using it. Oh, sure. That, I, that I'm, 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 I'm convicted about that right now. So, you know, maybe you need to quit reading so much and maybe start doing more of what you're reading about. Yeah. So that's my conviction about personal development right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, uh, family and uh and you know what? Your uh, family comes comes easy, and um, yeah, I would say that the it, 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 I have to I have to keep myself on track. Uh, but but the but the but the family and the uh, and the and the social stuff is the easiest for me. Yeah, 
Man, hey, I, I, again, it feels like a sales course, but also we're back, you know, even when we started on the, on the first show together, 793, just about the relationships. And uh, I appreciate this is almost like round two for everyone. And uh, yeah. thanks again, man. Thanks for the time. Thanks for giving us a behind the scenes. And I am grateful for your vulnerability in this Habit Show, Pierce. It's a gift. Thank you, brother. And I'll leave you with one thing. Please. This, um, I should have already brought it up, but to me, this in the past, you know, you know this as you're walking through your faith and you're walking through life. You know, we never stop learning. I'm 56 now, and I yeah. feel I know I know now how little I know, right? Um, but but about three years ago, I guess um, that same guy, Jason Cruz, that pastor uh, friend of mine, he's just a close friend to me. Um, we we sat down, and he he was disturbed about how much. Telephone, uh, cell phones and social media and all of these devices was distracting people from being present. Yeah. All right. And how it was, um, you know, causing more problems than it was helping in a sense. And he got bothered about it. And he, he, he ended up reading this book called Soul Keeping. Have you ever heard of this? Uh-uh. Well. Oh, I know the this, author, John Ortberg. Yeah. Right. Well, this is an incredible book. It's called Soul Keeping. John Ortberg. And he tells the story of a um, uh, of a man that was uh, at the very beginning. I guess the story goes back for hundreds of years or a long time ago, where somebody told about a guy that was in charge of keeping uh, the stream of this. Uh, he he was he lived up in the mountains, and he was he was the caretaker of a stream that flowed down into a little town, a little village down at the bottom of the mountain. And he was to, his job was to keep it clean to keep it pure and to keep all the debris and keep all the sticks and all that stuff out of the, out of it. And, uh, and so that way the, the, the animals would drink, the kids could play and swim in the, in the, in the water. And it was providing a water source for the people in the village. It was, it was just a really, really functional, uh, you know, stream. And I'm paraphrasing all this. It's very well written in the book, but then they, the, 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 the village council decided that they, you know, that, that crazy guy up in the mountains, they didn't need him anymore, and they fired him. They said, we don't need you anymore. So the guy was not doing his job anymore. And after a period of time, the stream became filled with debris and sticks and started getting murky. And all of a sudden, the animals didn't want to come there and drink. The kids didn't want to play in the creek, and the water was not clear and pure anymore, and the people in the village started getting sick. Hmm. They said, well, we can't have this. And so they hired him back, and again, he went to work, cleaned everything up, and all of a sudden, everything went back to normal. He said in the book that the stream is your soul. If you keep your soul clean, then your life will be clean. And all of a sudden, I started realizing what soul keeping is. Am I doing, if, if my life gets out of balance where I'm not feeling like I am living my best life, if I feel off, if I feel a little irritated, if I feel a little edgy, if I'm getting frustrated too easy, if, I, if I'm feeling a lot of stress, I can tell you it's because I'm not taking care of my soul. Hmm. If I do the things to keep my soul clean, all of a sudden my perspective on everything is different. Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm going to tell you that it is a game changer for me. This book is a game changer. I, I hope you read it and to get back yeah. to me because it, I'm, I'm telling you, it's changed my whole perspective. I, can, I have said to Lisa in the last three days, I said, I'm not doing a good job taking care of my soul. Wow. Okay. So anyway, 
I'm going to leave with that. Is that okay? Absolutely. I love it. I'm going to, I'll order the book after this. Um, you're, you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to be sorry, Kevin. You're all right. Love it. Well, maybe that's uh, it could be a, a show title right there. Keep your soul clean and your life will be clean. And thank you. Thank you for that gift. Thanks, Kevin. Well, friends, uh, just another great class in sales. You can connect with Pierce about sales. Uh, You can find his Could You Survive Shark Tank book and the Surviving Shark Tank Assessment at sharktankbook.com. Coming up in episode 796, how do you improve your self-image? It's just a fact that we perform to the level of our belief in ourselves. Now, how to increase that belief? That's a foundational effort of the entire personal development and self-help industry historically and today. Well, I have a two-minute message from Zig Ziglar on the reality of the perspective here. Then I asked the Ziglar audience for their testimonies uh, with this post. I asked, I said, I said, I'm looking for people who have experienced a significant improvement in their self-image. I want to know what the catalyst was for you. So you're going to hear some firsthand testimonies of how some people actually did elevate their self-image. And I think it will equip you to do the same till then folks. Thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <music>